This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. A good night of Shabbos. Hope everyone is well. We'd like to wish the miles of Hershey Dreyfus upon the birth of a great of a great granddaughter. May he see much nachas from this new child and from all his children and grandchildren. We'd also like to wish a special mazdav to Rabbi Mr. Ram Zipper on the upcoming uproof of their grandson in our shul the Shabbos. May they see much nachas from him and from the entire mishpacha as well. As we turn to the pages of this week's parasha, parashas Kiseitze, we are jammed, packed with commandments, mitzvahs, assays, loisa assays, what to do, what not to do. Such a long list of mitzvahs how to live life, what to do, what not to do, what to say, what not to say, how to behave, and how, how not to behave. But there are three concepts in this week's parasha that jump out at me. And I think they're extremely relevant to the time we find ourselves right now in the month of Elul, where everything in the month of Elul is focused towards one goal. It's focused towards the new year, the new Rosh Hashanah, what we want for this year, how we want this year to look, the brachas that we hope for in this upcoming year. And if you turn to the sukkim of this week's parasha, there's three concepts found in this week's parasha. One concept is a mitzvah called Ashavas Aveda. You're walking down the street, you're minding your own business, and you see something that belongs to a Jew, a fellow Jew, so you have an obligation to take it into your home. Take, make sure it's protected. You may not. There's a violation of making believe you didn't see it, overlooking it. No, you must take it in your house, and you must occupy yourself with the busyness, the busyness of returning it making phone calls, sending messages to the world, I found, and waiting, waiting for someone to come and give the proper signs, the simonim, that would allow you to return it to them. That's one concept we find in the Torah. This week's parish, we find another concept, that if you're walking down the street, and you see your friend's, your friend's donkey is, is, is overworked, it's broken, it's got too much on its back. Today we'd call this the equivalent of a, a car that has something wrong with it, a flat tire, a stalled engine, a dead battery, whatever it is. You're also not allowed to just walk by and ignore it. You have to help. Hakim Takimima, you have to help get the animal back up. You have to help unload the burden that's on the animal's back and bring the animal back to be able to do its job. And then there's a third parish in the Torah. The Torah gives us a prohibition of lending on interest. We are, not, we are prohibited to lend on ribbons. We're not allowed to charge interest on a loan. So on face value, these three mitzvahs seem so not connected to each other seems to be no common thread, no common denominator. But I'd like to show you in the psukim, there's something unique. In each one of these three places, the Torah writes the word achicha, your brother. If you see your brother's animal struggling, you see your object, your brother's object lost, and the prohibition of rivers is only to a Jew and not to a non-Jew. What is the common denominator and what is the Torah trying to tell us with these three mitzvahs that only apply to a Jew and they don't apply to a non-Jew? I believe the answer is, if you look at all three of these mitzvahs, you'd say to yourself that there's really, really nothing wrong if I didn't keep these mitzvahs. Picture a society where there was no Ashava Saveda. Imagine a society where there's no lost and found. As far as I know, it's not a law. You don't have to have a lost and found. Illegally, if I'm walking down the street and I see a person's object, I'm not bound by constitutional law to return it. It's nice, but it's not obligated. What would the world look like without it? We'd survive. We'd have a society without the mitzvah of Ashavah Savedah. We would likewise have a society, a very, a very functioning society, without the idea of people helping each other when their cars break down. 
Haraya, it works like that in the secular world. There's no mitzvah to stop if you see a car has a flat tire. We, we, we praise you, you're a good Samaritan, they'll honor you, but you're not obligated. If you pay your taxes and you keep all the laws, you're a fine citizen, even if you don't stop and help your fellow American with a flat tire. And ribbis? Ribbis? Interest? The whole world runs on interest. Every bank in the world, every mortgage is based on interest. So you can't be that interest is a bad thing because every society has it. So what's the common thread? The common thread is the Torah is reminding us that for our fellow brethren, we have to go a step further. For our fellow brethren, for another Jew, for Achicha, our brother, because every Jew is a brother. For our Jew, we don't think just about ourselves. We don't say, it's not the end of the world. We say, what can I do to help? We go beyond the call of duty. We go, by, we go beyond what social norms require. We go beyond to the level that the, the world calls Good Samaritan. But we in the Torah call that, that's what it means to be a Yid. And we're not obligated to do that for non-Jews. I'm not saying you can't help non-Jews. But we're not obligated to go beyond the call of duty for a non-Jew. But for Achicha, for our brother, then we are obligated. The Torah is teaching us that to be a good Jew is not enough just to be, follow all the rules and pay your taxes. Don't, you know, don't kill anyone. That's very nice in the secular world. But to be a good Jew, you have to be thoughtful of others. Go beyond the call of duty. Go beyond what's normal. Think about another Jew. And therefore the Torah demands of us all these three things. The Torah demands of us that when you're walking down the street and you see your friend's objects, think about how would you feel? How would you feel if that's your object? How would you feel if you're missing something? You would also want someone to pick it up for you. Think about this fellow. He's a He's your brother. The Torah demands of us to go beyond social norms. Go beyond what regular people do. Because for a for our brothers, we have to go beyond. And when you're driving down the street and you see a car that's having trouble, you don't just keep on driving by. You stop yourself. How would I feel if I was on that side? I'd want another Jew to stop for me. They say over a story about a guy who said about himself that when he used to live in New York, he used to keep a yarmulke in his car. He said, the reason why I keep a yarmulke in my car is because I know if I put this on, when, I'm trying, when I have a flat tire, I know some Jew will stop for me and help me. This is who Jewish people are. This is Achenu B'nai Yisrael. Now we have organizations, Chaveirim, other organizations who do this. They're waiting for your calls. That's not part of social norm. That's the godless of Klai Yisrael. That Klai Yisrael are trained and we're supposed to be trained. To be thinking about each other. Going beyond the call of duty. Asking what can I do to help another Jew. Another Jew has a problem with his car. Let me go out. And there are so many people. Who mamas drop everything they're doing. Not for Hatzalah call. Which we can understand. They go out. Someone has a flat tire. Someone's battery died. Things which you could technically call AAA. And they'll charge you. Because Achenu B'nai Yisrael. We care for each other. We're there for each other. And that's why we're mechuyiv. If we see a Jewish object on the street. We got to stop. And be busy with it, because we're all connected. Matashio Solomon points out, why does the Torah keep on writing the word achicha, brother, brother? Because we have to remind ourselves that we're all brothers. We might not realize it, but we are. We might not feel it, but we are. And the more we realize this, the more we'll be able to do these mitzvahs. And why are we not allowed to charge interest? Because what is interest rooted in? Interest is rooted in that I stand to gain. I'm going to make a profit off of you. You need money, I'm here to help you, but... It's going to cost you. You're going to have to pay a percentage to me. Ribis, the Kliyakar explains, is the most selfish type of experience. Selfless is not taking ribis. Selfless means I'm going to give you money and I get nothing out of it. I don't make a penny on you. In the business world, we're always looking to make money off of someone else. We're never in to do it lashma. That's what ribis is. And for another Jew, you have to do it just to help him. Not about yourself. For a guy, you're permitted to charge ribis. 
However, the Torah is reminding us in this, in this week's parasha that for each other, for Achenu B'nei Yisrael, we need to think about someone else and not just ourselves. We need to be thinking big picture. How can I help another Jew? How can I improve the life of another Jew? How can I help a fellow Jew who's in pain? And it's a tain on us if we don't. We need to be better than that. It's our obligation to live our lives thoughtful of everyone else, thoughtful of those around us, thoughtful of our fellow Jews. And if chas v'shalom, we are not nice to our fellow Jews, or we're not thoughtful of our fellow Jews, we're forgetting who we are. And that's perhaps why we read this in the month of El. In the month of El, we're struggling. We're trying to bring schos and HaKadosh Baruch that we should have a good year. We all want to have a, an amazing year, but what's, what are we bringing to the table? We show HaKadosh Baruch look at us. We're completely selfless. We don't just think about ourselves. We don't just do what's social norm. We go out of our way. We go beyond the call of duty for Rachel B'nai Yisrael. We're thoughtful of the fellow Jew. We're not self-absorbed. We're not selfish. We're 100% selfless. We'll go out to do something for another Jew. If we see a Jew on the side of the road, we'll stop for him. We'll help him. Because that's what Jews do for each other. I've shared with you this story many times, but it's worth repeating. A few summers ago, I was traveling with my family at that time with my wife. She was expecting. We had two children already, and we had car trouble on a Friday afternoon on the way up, 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 uh, up to the mountains. And we were pulled on the side of the road. Car was dead. Friday afternoon, the kids were getting nervous. We were worried. It's struggle. It's, it, it's a very stressful time. And there were cars passing, passing, passing. And then finally, one car stopped. And he, he came out of the car. And he tried so hard to make room in his car. He flagged down his parents that were a few miles behind him to come and help us also. And he mixed it over his whole car. He moved everything. He shuffled his kids around just to make room for myself and my family so we can make it to where we need to go. And I was in the car with this fellow and I asked him, I said, I, I need to ask you this question. Why did you stop for me? You had all the reasons not to. You have little kids. You had a packed car. It's Friday. I know. I don't know if I would have done the same thing. Why did you stop for me? And he told me because the same thing happened to me last year. On Hanukkah. Shabbos Hanukkah. Friday Hanukkah. I was traveling on the Verrazano Bridge. And I also broke down. And a yid stopped for me also. And that's why I stopped as well. And that really is who we are as a nation. We care about each other. We think about each other. We can't just walk by when you see a yid is suffering. You see, you just pulled over on the side of the road. I know today people say to themselves, don't worry, they probably called Chaveirim already. I can tell you when you're on the side of the road, you want as much comfort as you can get. And a few months later, when I myself was traveling with my family, I saw a car also pulled over on the side of the road, and I pulled over also. And there's very little I can do with a car. I'm not very handy. But when you see someone in distress, you want to help them. And that's what Kalei Yisrael is. When you see another Jew who's on the side of the road, they're going through a difficult time, you want to help them. And that's what this Pasha is teaching us, that we need to be thoughtful of our fellow Jew. It's not just about us. We're so preoccupied with our own lives. We're so caught up in our own lives, we forget to see the Jew who's suffering. And that's what we bring to the table for, for Rosh Hashanah. We show HaKadosh Baruch Hu, look at us. Mika Amcha Yisrael. Where do you have a nation like the Jewish people that have institutions, programs, organizations that are completely there to help Jews? Hatzalah, Chaveri, Misaskim, you name it. Look what we're doing as a nation. We're a completely selfless nation. We are all about the others. We're always thinking, how can I help another Jew? And this is what makes us special. And I think this is what we need to bring to the Yom Adin. We show our Kaddish Baruch Hu, look at Kaddish Baruch Hu. Look what we are. 
Where this week's parasha, we're living. We're living. We're not trying to rip off another Jew. We're honest in business like the end of this week's parasha. But we need to live up to that. We need to live up to what the Torah demands of us. That we're thinking of others. We're honest with others. We're not ripping others off. In that, in, in that vein, we can then come to the Yom Adin. We can show HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Mika HaMcha Yisrael HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Look back at the year. Look what Kleisrael did for each other. Look how Yidin helped Yidin. Look how people were thoughtful of others. If we keep in mind the lesson of this week's parasha, how to think about others, be thoughtful of others, and Mr. Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu should see, and he should be proud of us, and he should say, Who is like the Jewish nation, that has all these organizations, that are doing, that are running, that are caring? And that's Chos HaKadosh Baruch Hu should give us the brachas that we so badly need, the, so, the brachas that we ask for, the brachas that we want. HaKadosh Baruch Hu should shower all of us, ourselves and our families, with the most beautiful brachas, with a wonderful new year, with the ultimate bracha, with the arrival of Mashiach, have a wonderful Shabbos.